0: Thank <laughs> you.
1: And welcome, this is the World of Boating, Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Barry the Boater, we are your crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information today and hop on board for a virtual cruise. All right, so we're going to get right to it. Uh, Patrick has been scouring the introwebs. webs and uh, we, I don't know, we have at least a couple stories we're going to dive a little deeper into today. Is that right, Patrick?
2: Well, so, some stories are just some, some goings on uh, within the industry that, I think, uh, bear having a discussion about and kind of see what you guys think and maybe get our listeners and, you know, as they're apt to do when stories post on the uh, world of voting Facebook page, talking to you, Brian, mm. um, they, <laughs> they fire back, um, that Brian and I are going back and forth. He, yeah, he, he's on to me. I'm on to him. I know what he's about, uh, but we have a good time doing that. So you do get some interaction there as well. And, uh, then of course um, the uh, the world of boating uh, website. So I want to start off with a trend that's been ongoing now uh, in a big way, probably for about the last two years, and see what you guys think about how this is going to affect, or is it starting to affect boaters, uh, boat sales, boat uh, maintenance, you know, uh, uh, service work, things like that, and. You all are probably familiar with Marine Max,
1: yes, indeed. Yep, big, probably biggest dealer in the country, isn't it? Um, close has to be one of the top, surely.
2: Maybe, Uh, you know, but they and they went in and they started buying up, you know, dealerships and marinas and stuff like that, and then they put them strictly under the Marine Max uh, branding, if Mm -hmm. you will. Right now, One Water uh, is kind of a new, newer player to that. And they've made some huge, huge inroads in the industry. Uh, however, you won't find dealerships, at least to the best of my knowledge, you know, big signs that say "One water." What they do is they go in and they buy dealerships or they buy a stake in the dealerships. I know some dealers that have sold like 80 percent of the business and withheld a- and hold the property that the dealership is located on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they keep the dealership's name. In play, but it's owned by One Water, the corporation.
1: Got it. They're the money so, bags of the operation.
2: Maybe. Yeah, but they're, they're they're not changing. You know, as they buy up these dealerships or they buy up these marinas, where they're going and you know all of a sudden erecting a sign that says One Water. Mm-hmm. So I think they 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 look at the brand loyalty, especially in these areas, especially among the marine industry boaters and such that you're more familiar with. You know, buying it, you know, uh, I bought the boat from Bob's Boats. I Who's this one water, you
3: know? Right.
2: So they're smart, I think, in keeping that. But are we getting to a point between, and there's another player that's owned by the DeVos family, uh, Waltham, uh, Waltham Marine, I believe. And up in the upper Midwest, they're going and starting to purchase dealerships. I think they, they just purchased one. Just because they like the dealership because it's where they had they had bought a couple boats previously mm-hmm. and they just like the dealership. They're like, uh, we're gonna make you an offer you can't refuse. Right. Um, and they got the DeVos money, so you know, um there you go. Well so Maybe. did they
1: change the name too, or did no. they leave it alone?
2: No, as okay. of right now, I believe they, they left it alone. Mm-hmm. But as you get these larger corporations, uh, Marine Max, One Water, uh Waltham, uh, and any other players in there buying up these smaller dealerships, and sometimes, I mean, not even smaller, they're dealerships of notable size. Now you start to put a stranglehold on the consumer. You know, you're, dry, you're in other words, now you don't have competition. Mm-hmm. And do we see that as a good thing for boaters when it comes to buying a new or used boat and or getting service?
1: Barry, what say you? What are your thoughts? You know, a lot of people go to these small boat dealerships
3: because they like the personality of the owner or of the people that work there. Um, And they may still work there. Yeah, they may still work there. Mm -hmm. But if these big companies start to inject their own personality into these dealerships, start changing some of the little things that happen. Between the customer and, and and the people that are working there, it could
2: backfire on them. Bingo. And Barry, as a money guy, um, we know what that. I, what I think of is the example you gave. You got a a dealership that, let's say, has been in business twenty, twenty five, maybe thirty five years. Okay, mm-hmm. and they built up. Maybe you got a, a couple generations of customers, even. You know, my dad bought my a boat from you guys, uh, my, my my wife bought a boat from you, I'm buying a boat from you, you know, what have you. And when those dealerships get purchased by a larger corporation, so let's say a you know that call it the mom and pop operation, right? Okay, yeah. For lack of a better term. Right. Again, a better relationship with their customers. A little better to deal with, maybe on pricing, especially on service work. Hey, Joe, I realize you know your wife's been sick for the last year. You know, listen, man, I got you this thing, and we did this uh, this way. And man, normally it would be uh, ten hours labor. I, I listen, man, on the house, out the door, just pay me for the part type deal. Okay, yeah, and you build you build your brand base. But now, Barry, as a money guy, now being part of a larger corporation, you got the end of the month books. Oh, you yeah. know, you, you got, you got that end of the month accounting and don't be short, do not be short, you know? Well, we, yeah. We,
3: and, and they're going to start to tear into, uh, this is, uh, you're wasting money here or you're wasting money there or why, you're going to offer, why are you offering donuts and coffee to the people that come in to get their boat service? You know, we could save money there. We, you know. They start nitpicking everything. These bigger companies.
1: Well, they may maybe so. Now I'm going to take the other side here because. Of course you are. Of course yeah. I am. Because you know why did these uh, you know why did these co- corporations come in and buy these smaller guys? Because oh, the smaller guys easy. needed the money, right? No, not no, no no, necessarily. no, 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 Well, well
2: listen, I, I know one dealer down in Southwest Florida, and I'm not going to say the name, mm-hmm. but this guy did not need the money. Yeah. Okay. So but, why did he sell? because the money that they dangled in front of him yeah was very was, attractive was too good to pass up plus he maintains 20% ownership mm-hmm. and he kept the property that the buildings are located on and that the marinas uh, are located on yeah, so he could rent so,
3: it out forever so
2: and and this particular guy has his own in-house trucking company so he maintained all that business mm-hmm. he kept the the marine transport end under his name and did not sell that to the larger corporation that came in so in the end they gave him a lot of money for 80% of the business and he's still making money off of them no, so that, that's that's that, good that for him, deal for I mean, him. Yeah,
1: yeah exactly so uh, why why would you knock him i i think you know take the I'm money not, when I'm you not, can take I'm, it I'm,
2: I'm not knocking him, Greg. Well, yeah, but
1: I. uh, But what I'm, uh, where I will go with this is that I think it's a case by case basis. You, you can see this in any industry. When the big corporation comes up and buys the little guy, uh, initially it might be pretty good for the little guy and for the local uh, market too, because they'll get more resources available to them. Or you know, maybe they can put more boats on the floor because they have uh, a little bit more, you know, uh, equity to play with.
3: Wait, yeah. more of the brand that right, they but produce. but
1: down the road, you're right. They may come back like, okay, look, we've been looking at this for a while. Now we got to tighten this. You could be more efficient here and more efficient there. Now, the the big wild card is always in that process. Does the the big guy come in and uh, screw up the business all uh, all together, or do they make it a little bit more lean and mean so they'll be profitable and uh, you know last much longer than maybe? The smaller guy would have been. Uh, that that you know, will in a depend few years. on how.
3: That will depend on how they treat the consumer, because th- that's the other thing. If you start to get rid of these small mom and pop places, there's less choices for the consumer. Then you have a choice between you know the three big auto manufacturers in the country.
1: Right. You know, and we've seen it. how successful that's been. Yeah. <laughs> Another guy comes in and surprises everyone, takes over uh, the market. Elon, you're listening.
0: We're listening to the World of Boating
1: Radio Network
0: You have successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating. I do like the watch. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. The sun, the sea air, good friends. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Looks like one ship was saved today. A relationship.
1: This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, bury the boat around and out. The crew. All right. If the uh, small mom and pop boat dealerships across the country get all bought up by the big boys, is that uh, bad? Or could there be uh, an upside to the situation as well? I think it kind of depends on the on the situation. Now, overall, I'll agree that we don't want to see mom and pops fold uh, all across the country, as maybe the trend seems to be. You know, it's been going like that for the last year or so. However, there is a lot of situations where I think you know the, the the smaller operators get in there, and maybe they're getting up there in age, and they're like, "Hey, I got a couple years left in me, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to make anything happen after this." And I, I need an influx of cash or more resources available to me. And Marine Max comes in and offers them a deal that's kind of too too good to be true, maybe uh, for some or just uh maybe giving them a, a, an exit strategy or a way to you know go off in the sunset and ensure that their business will continue for the next 20 to 50, 40 50 years yeah. it just depends doesn't it nope. now now okay. the la- the, <laughs> the last the last dealership i'm aware of
2: where the person was kind of in a bad way and sold and not to a corporation but to another individual was when rusty uh and his partner bought uh, Jacksonville Marine right you know that 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 dealership had kind of gotten run down was mm-hmm. a lot of attention wasn't being paid, yep, and uh, Rusty and his business partner uh bought that thing back to life and have exceeded expectations and on a first hand basis, I know that uh one particular company that is buying up dealerships and marinas they're they're not targeting. Necessarily, somebody who's kind of in a bad way or up there in age. I I haven't run across anybody yet that was like ready to retire and you know went and sold their business to to one of these uh, larger uh, boat dealer uh, corporations. Yeah, but but even
1: in uh, Rusty's uh, scenario, he started with Jacksonville Marine. Now he owns three. And why did he do that? Because he needed to maybe diversify, uh, get a little bigger, where he could leverage you know, more than one ju- uh, dealership to compete better. I mean, that's well, uh, that's when he no, saw wait. opportunities. Uh, I mean, if he was fine with where he was, he would have stuck with just Jacksonville Marine, but he's got, what, three now, doesn't he, or four? Two. Only two? I thought he had Orlando and uh, Daytona. No, the, the, he doesn't yeah, have that's, any. That's two right there. Is, is, no, yeah, the one Jacksonville. in Jacksonville, <laughs> that's three. Uh, yeah. All right, li- li- listen. Okay, wait yeah. a minute. He, he, he has
2: Jacksonville Marine, Yeah. and then he and his business partner bought Blue Water, Okay. Um, over in the Daytona Beach area, right now the Daytona Beach money crowd is not the same as the Jacksonville St. Augustine money crowd. Okay, I got news for you. Right, but he um, has the
1: place in Orlando too. Right, just Southwest wait of West Orlando. Isn't that three or no?
2: <clears throat> he has Jacksonville Marine. Yeah, and he has they bought Blue Water Marine. That's it.
1: Okay. Well, where That's where was the what was the showroom he was talking about in Orlando? He was talking about that for a while. I have the, no that,
3: idea what you're talking about. He he mentioned something about it, but it never came to fruition. Oh, as okay. Far as I know he only was. has the two. Yeah. All
1: right. Okay. So back on track, Greg. Okay. <laughs> so they bought so, the second one. Why?
2: No, it's, I'm not, get off, <laughs> get away from the whole rusty thing. Well, I mean, right? they they, had,
1: they got bigger. I mean, I'm just saying, was that? Well,
2: they didn't get bigger. What you had was you had a you had a dealership down in Daytona Beach uh-huh. that was primed to be sold. They were looking to sell for whatever reason, but that allows Rusty to take on a market down there, which is not as affluent as the market is up in Jacksonville and St. Augustine. Mm -hmm. So some of these, uh, call it, uh, lower end boats. Um, he's able to market down in that area and build his, his, his brand, if you will, and there may be a possibility of picking up a third or fourth, or he and his business partner, who knows? I mean, right. uh, one of these big boat corporations may come to him and dangle a check in front of him and say, you know, here you go. And Rusty say, like, hey, yeah, now yeah. I'm going to buy me five. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. And that's... trailer them all over the place. Well, yeah.
1: they saw it as an opportunity to expand. And, you know, I mean, Rusty and his partner's pockets are only so big that's where a bigger company can come in and maybe right. provide some deeper pockets as a partner or whatever. And and well, then they got to make that decision, whether it makes sense for them.
2: Okay. But that, because th- like with um, uh, one water knowing that they're publicly traded, so they have investors that, you know, they're, they're going to have to, they answer to that. They're responsible to. Uh, so when we make this, this shift and I call it, it's, it's, it's been a very quiet but yet a seismic shift in that part of the business that is only increasing. What does that mean? Not for the larger corporation, not for the person who's decided to sell a, a stake or the entire uh part of their dealership to one of these large corporations. How does that affect the boater or the potential customer? Now, with these larger corporations, they can go in say that uh they 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 carry uh boat brand x and they right. go to boat brand x and they say you realize that we are 35% of your business coming out of your manufacturer we we order 35% of your boats we want special pricing okay we want we want a break on the pricing we want this we want this we want this and if you don't give it to us you know we're going we're not going to carry your boats we'll go carry you know, brand A. So now these boat manufacturers can feel a little hamstrung, if you will, and they've got to provide the special pricing, which doesn't get passed along to the end consumer. They're just their large corporation is going to still mark that boat up, uh, you know, that that 30% that they would have at the regular price that they were buying the boat from the manufacturer for and take that profit. And report it back. Of course, you know the stock increases in value. Blah blah blah. Maybe they 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 look at expanding funds the purchase of another business or what have you or marina. So, it I don't see where you would think with a corporation like that that can go to a boat manufacturer and almost dictate uh, because of the the, the pr- large percentage of the business that they represent. We want special pricing that they would pass that on to their customers. But they're not going to be inclined to do that. Okay, well, I, understand, I understand what you're saying. I mean, but, but that's they're,
1: just they're, base, uh, basic supply and demand uh, no, stuff. It's not. No, it's not. Sure, it is. No, if if no, they no, control no. the supply, they can ask whatever the hell they want. I can get what you're saying. But look at the other side. They're, I mean, it's not all negative. I mean, let's take Marine Max uh, you know, as, as an example. Let's say there's a Marine Max dealer in Miami, there's a Marine Max dealer in Tampa. You're out cruising around Florida, you're over in Tampa. And you bought your boat in Miami and guess what? You have a problem and Uh you got to go all the way back to Miami. Oh, wait, no, there's a Marine Max uh, dealer in uh, Tampa. I can get my boat fixed there. So
3: you get a big, big, (laughs) what? It's. it's well, it's the same thing. I understand what you are saying. Yeah, if you just, were to buy a Toyota at one dealership and then right. have it repaired at another one, exactly, there
1: is a little bit but, of an upside there too. It's not yeah, all, but that's negative. only
3: that's only to a point. Yeah, Of course, because ultimately, the dealership that you purchased the boat from is going to be the one that's going to hopefully take better care of you than being up in another area where that dealership has to fix under the warranty. They're not making as much money.
1: Well, of course they're not. But still, they're part of the same network. you got someone to go to that's closer and maybe more convenient. That's mm. the whole thing. That, that would be the pitch to buy with a big boy, wouldn't it?
0: You're listening to the World of Boating
1: Radio Network. Traffic sucks,
2: unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott.
1: Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths.
2: Or riding
0: shotgun in a thrilling car chase.
1: One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spider webbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious.
0: Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Successfully navigated the Sea of Commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating. I do like the one. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. The sun, the sea air, good friends. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast.
2: We're going to hop on a boat and we're going to get out on the ocean. I mean, that's the only place we can be sure there's no radioactive schnitz.
1: Feels right. It's our only move.
2: Does anyone know how to drive a boat? Let me mix
0: you up a you know the
1: this is the world of boating. Gregory first mate, Captain Patrick Berry, the boater. We are uh, navigating the latest boating news and information and just talking about a trend we've seen over the last year or two where these big dealerships are being you know are buying up all the small mom and pops is it a good thing bad thing I mean overall I'll I'll, I'll agree with Patrick and Barry that it's it's never good when you have less competition and all I'm pointing out is that it's all it's not all negative though too I mean you could take the uh, take the stance like, oh, this is terrible for the end boat user, and it's uh, the end of the world, and da da da. You know, it depends on. I think it's a case by case basis. Sometimes there is a benefit to buying a boat from a big, uh, you know, corporate dealership that has dealers all across the country, just like a franchise of uh, going to a restaurant that you're familiar with, or or having service on on a car brand that uh, you're out cruising around the the country and you have a problem, you can just pull into the local city that has that dealership of, available to you. And uh, maybe you kind of work that. And you, if you've bought it from that particular company, in theory, they should help you out a little bit. I mean, that's where the the big guys got to take care of their, their customers as well. Patrick, what say you?
2: Well, for the manufacturer I work for, it's part of the sales agreement with all of the dealers that they service. Warranty issues—they service any re- any boat manufactured by our company. Okay, right. so if it was sold in Miami by by dealership X, and they're up in uh, the Panhandle, and it's a different dealership, and they have a problem, that dealership is bound by their sales agreement with the manufacturer to provide service to that customer. Now. If the boat is within a warranty period, if there's three or more claims, they can then file paperwork with us to get it to actually go back retroactively and get a share of the sale of that boat. Right. So there, there's some incentives there that they throw in, but they are bound by their sales agreement to do that. But in the earlier segment, we said, hey, you know, you buy it at Marine Max here and you're up there, Marine Max, and they got, yeah, get in line. Okay. It's not, you know, when you're, when you're dealing with, let's say it's Ford, it's, it's, it's Chevy, uh, it's Dodge, it's Toyota. You've got a bunch of dealerships, um, all over. Okay. Boat dealerships or service centers. If it's a warranty issue related to the manufacturer of that boat or component warranty that was installed, a component that was installed in that boat, yeah, you're, you're going to, have to get that taken care of. if it's if it's an engine issue or a generator issue, uh something like that, you can then seek out uh a authorized engine service provider for the brand of engine that you have or generator or air conditioning system. So there're a lot of different avenues there that a boater can go to depending on the issue that they're having. The the part that's going to hurt is when it comes to pricing of the product because your uh family owned, let's say your mom and pop dealerships will not be able to compete with these larger corporations owning a bunch of these dealerships when it comes to pricing that product. It, we, corporations, they they will look to drive out that competition. They'll offer the to to get the share of the market in that area. They'll drop their prices once they grab that market, they've got it. Mom and pop are then closing up their doors, and they are heading out of town, and that's the downside really to that. But what boat manufacturers are looking at doing, some have already started this, is nationwide pricing, mm-hmm. which again some of your mom and pop dealerships don't like because they have a single dealership, and look, we only sell you know ten of your boats a year. We mark it up to this. Because there's not another boat dealership within a hundred miles, and if you put this nationwide pricing on your website, we are bound to sell it at this price, right. and that's not fair to us.
1: Well, it's uh, no different than the mom and uh, pops dealing with Amazon when they came online, isn't it, Barry? What say oh, you?
2: Oh, a
3: lot of those mom and pops are gone, and right. now we have to deal with Amazon. That's not a good thing for the consumer.
1: Here's well, another oh, thing oh, hold, to on, think hold about. on, hold on, hold no, on. No, it was no, not Amazon- a good thing for the consumer. Amazon wouldn't have been a huge, massive success that it is.
3: is. Yeah, but it isn't doing, I don't think, as well as it used to. People have gotten tired of having to deal with Amazon. They keep making it harder and harder to send in returns, for example, get in touch with customer service. But here, let me I don't give you another. know what you're talking
1: about there, Barry. Uh, well,
3: you buy your dog food on Amazon. No, you That's can
1: take fine. your Amazon products back to Kohl's of all places now. That's about so, as
3: easy as you could get, isn't it? So let, let me give you another <laughs> idea, okay? At one time, there were a ton of mom and pop uh, hardware stores, all in different areas. You can go in there and you could find anything you wanted. And if you couldn't find it, the guy would order it for you if he knew where to get it. Yep. All those have gotten decimated by. I'm just going to call them the big big box, box stores.
1: Stores, right? Yeah. Okay.
3: That limit your choices. You're going to go to. I'm either going to go to one at one end of the road or one at the other end of the road, and they're going to have the same stuff, and the prices are actually higher with some of their things well
1: maybe so but uh i'm not sure that trend has uh, held true with a lot of and a lot of the different industries the and, and why, why did they voting, succeed they succeeded because they, succeeded they because provided they convenience the comp- for their customers and that's in the customers they destroyed the, the competition, they, they destroyed they undercut, the competition. They why undercut, did barry hold on wait it. they <laughs> may have destroyed them but who made the decision to patronize them the customers the oh, end the customers. users do
3: yes and then later on they regret it and the same thing can happen <laughs> with the boaters
1: okay all right
2: yeah, barry remember walking into the hardware store and be like hey barry hey sam yeah. barry how's that house project coming did, the, did those uh two by four studs work out for you yeah I, I got some new stuff in the back uh i think for what you were talking about i think it'd be great come back no, here and i'll you get can't you can't even, set even find
3: help when you're you're out there. The only way you get help now in one of these big box stores is you do something that they don't want you to do, like climb the little stairs, you know, the portable stairs they'll walk around. You climb up that, you'll have three people coming
2: over to say, can we help you? Mm-hmm. No, what I do is before I go into one of those big box hardware stores, yeah, I have a list of what I need. Then I go on their website for the store location and right. I mark down the aisle and the bin. So That's I know a lot exactly, because I can't find anything in those damn stores.
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> all I'm saying. Stuff. I know. I mean, yeah, they they say that. they don't,
2: but they yeah, keep I know. moving stuff. They do.
1: Stuff. Move it. They yes, do ke- they well, they, you know, it's science. <laughs>
2: it's
3: science. <laughs> don't it's don't a pain it. in the butt. <laughs> it's
1: marketing science. You,
3: you know where everything is, and then the next day, it's gone. Where well, did this go?
1: Look, I, I, I don't want you to get the wrong idea. I support mom and pop dealers all across the country. I don't want to see anybody go out of business uh, because they have to. But, but the the simple fact of the matter, the reason we've seen this trend is because they've come up with a an option that the consumers have responded to. And they they, don't they vote choice. with their wallets. What do you mean no, they don't have? They, they had they have a choice. It's, they vote with their wallets, and they vote with for the prices. That, that's like Walmart. That's like on. Costco. That's like Amazon. Come on, oh, Barry. Go with You're Walmart. telling They've everybody hates small, everybody hates the Walmart, convenience of Amazon. Walmart <laughs> has destroyed small towns. Well, there's no doubt. <laughs> that, that. There's a downside, but I'm saying, but the but the people have spoken, and that's All the right. route they decided to go. I mean, I I don't don't think it's all negative is my point.
2: One of the things that Barry brought up, which may happen as a result, where these larger corporations hold sway over the manufacturers, the manufacturers may opt in the very near future to basically ship their product to a regional distribution center that they own. And cut costs. the The boat gets rigged out because there are already some boat brands that you're ordering the boat, strictly off a computer kiosk at the dealership
1: that's right they're cutting the, they're trying to cut costs and hopefully those costs savings will be filtered down to the uh to the buyer all right more coming up stay close to the world of boating
0: you're listening to the world of boating
1: radio network
0: successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating. I do like the watch. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. The sun, the sea, air, good friends. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Oh, my father was the keeper of the
3: Eddystone Light. He married a mermaid one fine night. From this union there came
0: three, a porpoise and a porgy, and the other was made. Yo, ho, ho, the wind blows free, oh for a life on the road. Sea. That's completely idiotic. One night when I was a trimming of the glim, singing a verse from the evening hymn, a voice from the starboard shouted, Ahoy! And there was mother sitting on the boy. Young, oh the wind blows free, oh for a life on the rolling sea. That girl will rain destruction down on you and your ship. Then the phosphorus flashed in her seaweed hair, I looked again and my mother wasn't there. A voice came echoing out of the night.
3: With the keeper of the Eddystone light.
0: Yo-ho-ho,
3: ho, the wind free. Oh, for a life
0: on the road. Let's see. She is an albatross.
3: Yo-ho, 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 yo-ho.
1: This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boater. All right, so uh, I don't know that we're getting a little heated on how this stuff works. But, uh, you know, the overall uh, point, I think, is that there's a trend where mom and pops are struggling uh, possibly a little bit, and or we're seeing a trend where you know the big dealers are, are buying up the you know independent dealers. And is this good or bad for the industry or the end user as a whole? Uh I, I think there's definitely a negative side. I'm not gonna argue that at all. However, uh there's there is a you know an upside too if they can make things cheaper because they can leverage more different you know manufacturers and distribution centers and you know cut this cost cut that cost because they can leverage more people in different areas of the country because they have different facilities scattered throughout i mean there that, that's what happens and does that is that at the uh suffering or does that end up uh creating problems for the mom and pop sure it does of course it does and uh, it, it you know, there's a downside to the to this as well. But, uh, but the, the bottom line comes down to what will the the market respond to? What will the people want to get? Uh, will they you know go like that uh, approach and go with the big boys, or will they search out and find the mom and pops? Uh, Barry, what say you?
3: So what happened? You know, years ago when they said it would be cheaper to manufacture our goods overseas, and it will be good for everyone. And then jobs started drying up, and we realized that we are held hostage to these other countries that can any time can turn off the faucet, and we can't get the products that we've gotten used to getting from these countries. Is that what's going to happen when these manufacturers decimate these small mom-and-pop places, and then you don't have a choice? You either buy from them, or you don't buy at all.
1: Well, yeah, or you don't have the option anymore, because they weren't able to uh, leverage... yeah uh, what resources they had because they were limited I, I don't know I don't know what the solution is, but I mean it's a trend. I don't think you're gonna stop it, especially no, you're if, not going to stop it. No. especially if the dealers like you know marine Max and all these guys can get in there and find ways to you know make things more efficient on the marketing and sales front, which is what their position is you know what they're trying to do. Uh, to make well, that be, more that'd efficient. be
2: great if they if they pass that savings along to their to their customer to the end consumer. It would be great, mm-hmm. but the average for the dealerships that are in my portfolio, my yacht portfolio for the company that I work for, the average labor rate right now is one hundred and seventy five dollars an hour. That's, that's average.
1: That's pretty nice, isn't it?
2: We. Listen. When I got started in the industry, I think it was like ten. Right. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, um, it, it's really exploded because they see that, especially the warranty work, of course, as a profit center. When I've got a dealer that's charging me an hour to put two screws in a piece of sail track, and then I wind up having an hour and a half conference call with them saying, <laughs> you know, they, those are those are two of the most expensive screws you know in the history. Even the Pentagon doesn't put put out stuff like that. Yeah, Don't but I just made three
1: hundred bucks talking to you. Let's go. Uh, Good Lord, <laughs> let's go.
2: <laughs> yeah, they they've tried they've tried that. Oh, I I've, I've seen it come through on claims. Uh we're now charging a $75 administrative fee. It's like, no, you're not, because <laughs> I ain't paying that. Um anyway, if they if they're willing to pass those savings along, that's one thing. But what you lose, of course, is after the sale, the service that you are going to need whether it's a warranty issue or it's just your required annual maintenance on your engine or your generator or your air conditioning system, that you're not going to get that savings passed along there like you would with a single-owned uh, boat dealership where, again, they've built up the reputation in the area. It, they've they've been in the area for uh, uh, 30, 40, 50 years. They know their customers by name. They've sold boats through you know three, four generations of the same family, and there's a reason why that happens is because of the service after the sale right. say you know that it's easy to make that first sale. what makes the second sale is the service end mm-hmm. okay that's what keeps the customer coming back is how well you're taking care of them and when these big corporations, as they have to because now they have to answer to a board of directors, they have to answer to their shareholders, looking at the bottom line that end of the month end-of-the-year accounting, they, listen, I'm telling you from first-hand experience, they are pirates sometimes Mm -hmm. with with going after that stuff, unlike when I've dealt with single-owned or family-owned mom-and-pop dealerships which are more willing to work with their customer, for their customer, give them a break. Again, it's like we, we alluded to with the, uh, the hardware store thing. Hey, Barry, how's that thing going? Hey, how, how's the kids? How's that grandkid? Hey, mm-hmm. did, did, your, did your, uh, your daughter out of the high, All that's good. Hey, listen, man, I know you had, you know, you out of work for three months, whatever. Listen, man, I got that stuff. Listen, I, What I got, hardware got stores
1: thing? are you guys going to? Do they did not even exist. <laughs> yeah. Come well, on. That's <laughs> the point. You just answered your own question. Yeah, and, and, and I don't know; and, and, those haven't been around for years. I don't know there, what you're talking there, about. So, and and there, what do you? There, and why is that? There's because because Home Depot from. and Lowe's came in and and took over and and made it super convenient for everybody to go there and get what convenient. they need. To get, there, and then there, when they, they need help, they just go to YouTube. There <laughs> is one not too
2: far from where I am. It actually exists outside the old Correct Craft factory in Pine Castle, and it is uh, Pine Castle Hardware and Lumber, and it is like. I'm not going to call it a hole in the wall, but you would drive past. If you didn't know it was there, mm-hmm. you would drive right past it. But it's one of those places you can go into. If you were there two or three times, they know you by name.
1: Well, that's awesome. And they're probably still around because they do uh, offer that type of services that people respond to and been able to find a way to compete in a in a very crazy market for whatever. Maybe but they're just they're super there serving in a because of those
2: relationships yeah, that they've established. Right. That's awesome. In that I area, think they, Pine, Pine they Castle should. was incorporated. I don't know in 1850 or something like that. Right. So they've been Wait, there. They had humans there back then. Yeah, they they, they they've been there for okay. an awfully awfully long time, and that's ultimately what sustains. Other than, well, this is the only boat dealership within 100 miles. I guess we got to pay what we got to pay. Exactly.
1: Well, that may that's be a the bad case way to
2: do business well, I,
1: I don't know i I just don't see it all being negative is my point. I'm just saying I don't, I don't see and you it know we're all not be- going to stop it. We're not going to stop the trend, so how do you deal with it is the well, ultimate goal here isn't it well that's
2: that's the thing, and if you want to know how you deal with it, if you're the end consumer and you're looking at buying that boat, is going in to one of these, if it's one that's owned by a larger corporation and you're looking at buying that new boat or that pre-owned boat negotiate. And you're not going to get a whole lot of wiggle room on the price, especially in this current environment, but negotiate service, mm-hmm. negotiate service calls because warranty, especially on a new boat, most manufacturers don't cover drive time. And if that boat is now, uh, you're, you're 25, 30 miles away from where you bought the boat. Yeah. The manufacturer is going to cover the warranty issue but they don't cover the service call, the drive time, which means they're going to pass it on to you. Negotiate that out in advance of buying the boat. And, hey, within
1: the first year, give me four service calls. There you go. I kind of like that solution. You, you just got to – it's more buyer information, knowledge. Know what you're getting yourself into, and you don't have someone to rely on to bail you out when things go go south on you. On that note, we're going to wrap it up. Till next time, remember, whether it's sail or motor – Life, Life is, is better boaters. as a voter. Safe voting, everyone. or comments, feel free to do so via the web at worldofvoting.com.